We interrupt this program to throw an incredible curve in your plan. Hey, Kelly, guess what time it is? What time is it, Beth? It's time to talk about the woodworks. The woodworks. The woodworks. That's right. So, uh, what has Danny Wood been up to? So, since last time, he has started his second season of his uh, woodwork series. And he has made, what did he make this time? He made uh, pasta. He made homemade pasta with his daughter, Chance, which was adorable. And he made uh, Betty's goulash, which I have a goulash recipe. Mm. Goulash is, is good stuff. And you could do so many things with it. Um, I grew up on that. Yep. Yeah. And he made torchbearer soup, which is based off of um, one of his favorite hot sauces, which is torchbearer hot sauce. Um, and then he made basic biscuits, which when I saw that, <laughs> I thought it was basic bitches. <laughs> I mean, he could. He could probably. And the only it difference. too hard. Yeah, the only difference between his biscuit recipe and mine is that he puts butter in his and I don't. But. Oh, you should. And, well, and he uses all-purpose flour with baking soda and baking powder, and I just use self-rising flour, so that's really, but, I mean, they're basically the same biscuit, um, because he uses shortening and buttermilk and all that, so, so do I. Um, I love biscuits. I, I shouldn't eat as many as I do, but, you know. Mm, biscuits. But the best episode was the premiere episode, where he made almost chicken soup, Aww. and Donnie was on there. And it was a oh, it was so good. He was a long episode. They, you know, I mean, those two are our best friends, and you know, they have lots of stories Mm -hmm. to tell. And they talked about, um, you know, uh, Danny asked him about any recipes he had, and he said, like, basically, I can make toast, peanut butter, and jelly, and cereal. (laughs) (laughs) You can't even make a hot dog. No. And he's like, I could probably, he said, I, he said he could probably boil pasta, but he always, his always ends up al dente accidente because he gets paranoid about boiling it too long. So it ends up being too hard to actually eat. Um, <laughs> and then they, they talked a lot about what, what meals meant to them in their, in their family environments. Like Donnie talked about how his mom didn't really cook a whole lot until his parents split up and then the family got divided and he talked about their different cooking traits between his dad and his mom and Danny talked about how you know his mom really wasn't a great cook she was an excellent baker but cooking wasn't really her I guess forte but she made it work and they each said that you know they had favorite meals from each one of their parents you know, that they would make, and with Alma, it was always, like, lasagna and soup and, you know, soups and things like that, um, and they spent a lot of time talking about just how much time they spent together when they were kids mm-hmm. and what the relationship of uh, their mothers meant to them, because their their mothers were really, really good friends, um, and talked about how, uh, how Alma was there for Betty when she got sick and mm-hmm. all that, and um, so and then you know they talked <laughs> they talked about um Donnie said that his favorite thing that Betty made was homemade peanut butter cups 
And um, ooh, Donnie's yeah. or Danny's made those before, and I think he had them on the virtual cruise. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, and, my best friend made them. Following yeah. his recipe for that. Awesome. Yeah. They are pretty good. And then um, Donnie said that when he was a kid, he thought that Danny was rich because they have a gumball machine in their house. <laughs> and he's like, that was his favorite thing was the gumball machine. And then of course they talked about um, their many trips to Waffle House, and he he kind of talked to he waxed on about you know, how important Waffle House has become to him and how it's a thing now where, you know, you plan it whenever you go to a certain city, okay, where's the nearest Waffle House and yeah. and how that's a thing. So it was neat to, to listen to their stories and stuff. It was really very heartwarming to hear them talk about, you know, all the time they spent together when they were kids and what, you know, that, that food can bring people together, mm-hmm. family just as much as anything else. So, and that, um, one of my favorite things he talked about was when they were on tour, he says that after every show, they sit down and eat together. He's like, so there would be days that, you know, in between cities where we wouldn't see or speak to each other, except when we were on stage. Um, but mm-hmm. when we sit down and eat together, that was, that was the magic time. That was when, you know, that, that was important. That always meant something. So I thought that was really cool. That is neat. That's a yeah. special conversation. Yeah. And you can tell that those, sure. those two, um, they mean their history means a lot to to this this favorite band of ours getting formed to begin with. So, oh, absolutely, gotta give it, gotta give those two props for you know for sure sticking it out. Yeah, that's right. So that's the woodworks for this month. The woodworks. Yep. So well, you since since you got to talk about the Wahlberg there with mm-hmm. the wood, um, let's talk about Mrs. Wahlberg. Yeah. Um. So let's go to the mass Singer recap. So I'm pretty sure we recapped. Re- we recapped. <laughs> well, we don't want to recap anything. <laughs> nah, no thanks. The first few weeks. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go to week five. There was a wild card twist. So um, while there was an elimination, there really wasn't an elimination. But we all know that um, there's the cloodle-doodle-do or whatever mm-hmm. guy who's yeah. being a little PETA. So anyway, um, the wild card twist for week five. He's a Peter. I want to know who that rooster is. Mm. Do you have any ideas? I don't. But maybe I have an actually identity one day. Um, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Watch it be like Ken Jong undercover. <laughs> he knows exactly who it is. I bet you. <laughs> Anywho, so week five had a wild card twist. There was this bulldog that came out, and I'm thinking that doesn't look like one of these real costumes because it doesn't seem like they went all out. But I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, the bulldog ended up getting unmasked, so it ended up being the one and only Nick Cannon. We know yeah. he's been out for the beginning yeah. of the season because he came down with COVID. Uh-huh. And um, so, oh, why is her name slipping me? What? I was about to say Wendy Williams, and it's not Wendy no, Williams. No, it's not Wendy Williams. She was on last season, but no, she didn't toast it. Um, <laughs> and of course, you're asking me, and I... Right? Anywho, yeah. I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. Anywho, so um, she, she's been a guest hosting for him while he's been out. Um, apparently, he's clearly better at this point. So he's back, and he was the bulldog who got unmasked. So they got Nick back. That's why I said there really wasn't an unmasking, but there kind of was an unmasking, but there really wasn't an unmasking. But either way, um, week five. That's Niecy Nash. And, Thank you, yeah. Niecy Nash. Yeah. I am so sorry, Niecy. <laughs> Anywho, much respect. So then week six, six, 
Words are hard. WWW. Whatever. Um, Week six is the Orca got unmasked. Mm -hmm. And that was none other than Sugar Ray's only Mark McGrath. I love Mark McGrath. And it's, it's got very little to do. Well, I, he's easy on the eyes and he, he's very musically talented, but I love his musical brain. Like he is like Charlie Puth to me. (laughs) God, he is like the ultimate musical encyclopedia. Oh yeah. He knows so much about so much. And I, if I could ever sit down and pick his brain, God, that would be delightful. We should go on a double date. You and Mark and me and Charlie. And we okay. can have these conversations with them. Set it up. It'd probably be me and you on one side and them on the other. They'd be the date and we'd be the date. What is, you know what? Girl, sounds, I wish. Yeah, let's do it. Set it up. So, so a fun thing about Mark McGrath. You know I love my big brother. And Mark McGrath was on the celebrity version of Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the second, second one they ever did. But if you haven't watched it, it's really good. And it's not extremely long, so it's not drug out like the other ones. Anywho, so week seven, we had a double unmasking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crab and the seashell were unmasked. Mm-hmm. So the crab, everybody kind of had an idea who they thought it was. Um, do you know who your mom thought it was? I don't. I don't think she had a guess for that one. No? She's, she hasn't. She <laughs> she hasn't been feeling great the last couple months, so she's, she's not as... Um perky about mass singer as she has been in the past but she's getting back okay. she's coming back around well we'll forgive her for that yeah we will um so we had a double unmasking and we had the crab and the seashell so the crab was none other than new additions bobby brown Woohoo! um of course it, he you know he's he's had quite a few losses mm-hmm. um in his uh time here mm-hmm. and uh just more recently, uh, he lost his son. Mm-hmm. Well, he's lost so, like two kids in the last what three or four years, right? Yeah, and I'm like, Bobby Christina. This is a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, I haven't watched it yet, but you, I think it was Jada, her mom, and her daughter sit down. And they do the the talk, the, yeah. the red table talk or yeah. whatever. I think it might have been you telling me, but maybe not. But apparently, they sat down and they discussed things and it about Bobby Brown and I need to watch it because mm-hmm. apparently if you go into it with one uh, mindset about what you think about Bobby Brown, mm-hmm. it's going to completely change everything you know about him. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's one way or another, good or bad, but um, I'm interested to watch it. I should watch it. Oh yeah. So Bobby Brown was the crab mm-hmm. and I wonder if he's feeling crabby, but, <laughs> but good for him. He did mention, you know, about his son, his daughter and everything like that. And I'm sure even though him and Whitney weren't together, it was still hard. Oh yeah. But um, he, he's had quite a few losses. But then the seashell, she actually had a loss too, but that's kind of went under the radar for people who aren't too sure. But uh, did you ever watch Sister Sister back in the day? No, I did. Yes. Okay. Not, not religiously. Um, yes, I did. So sister, sister, Tia and Tamara Maori. Mm-hmm. So the seashell was Tamara Maori. Mm-hmm. Little did you know. Yeah. So yeah, it was really neat to see her pop out from under there because I did not have a clue that it was her i'm like i don't know demi lovato maybe mm-hmm. i don't know i was a little bit all over yeah. and i was like holy crap tamara no clue got some pipes i did not have any clue. Mm-hmm. she i mean i knew she could sing mm-hmm. but i didn't know that that was her she hasn't sang in a while i mm-hmm. believe is what she said but but yeah she did great 
So that's where we stand right now. As of the moment of this recording, that is what we have. That's what we have with the mass Singer. <laughs> yes. And Jenny, of course, is still having fun on Twitter constantly whenever the show's going. Mm-hmm. She has those those uh, TikTok videos lined up ready to go whenever yep. a show airs. Yep, she does. She's prepared. Yes. What you got next? So <laughs> Luke Bryan um as as you as many people may know he is one of the um three judges on american idol now along with lionel richie and Katy perry and <laughs> uh during one of the march episodes he busted a move during the right stuff um by the new kids and i give him props because you know the clip showed him not only trying to do the the right stuff dance but um he actually knew the words, so I go Luke Bryan. I, I'm you, you get you get points for me for 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 knowing the lyrics to the new kids. But it was funny because he was trying to do um, <laughs> the the right stuff dance and then like the hip thrust, you know. And and Katy Perry comes up and she's like, you know, I leave for five minutes, and then she starts doing the hip thrust thing, and she's like, you're gonna slip a dispra. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he, awesome. he was having a lot of fun with that. That was really cute. So, and I, 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 that it just cracks me up to see other, awesome. um, celebrities, especially, and I, like I said, I have to give him props for knowing the words of the song because. Right. Yeah, it makes you want to kind of, right. It makes you kind of want to check him out a little. I'm like, hey, yeah. bro, what you got right, going on? Don't slip bro. a disc on me. That's right. Don't slip a disc. But, so, yeah. All right. So. Let's see. All right, so I can talk a little bit about John Mayer. I I know you could talk a lot about John Mayer. I really can. I mean, yeah. you know, I got my select few. I could talk a lot about. He's one of them. He's on the list. Mm-hmm. I don't hate him. You know what? Taylor got to hang out with him too. Son of a gun, that girl. Anywho, <laughs> you you'll like know see, what I'm talking about. You'll you know like what to I'm see talking her about. little black book. Right, you'll know what the listeners will know what I'm talking about in the next clip. Unfortunately, things don't get recorded in the exact order, but you'll understand. You'll also know why Kelly is bad at words and has a www about it. So, anywho, yep. John Mayer. Uh, apparently, it's in the works of him to get a TV show. It's not out now, but I don't know if it's definitely going to happen or if they're talking about it. But I can tell you that he's done an Instagram live show that he does on Sunday nights. I don't know if it's still happening. I haven't got the alerts lately. Maybe my phone's just mad at me. I don't know. But um, it's called <laughs> Current Mood. And it's always so delightfully funny and very entertaining. His background is like a chaotic hot mess. Looks like Lisa Frank kind of threw up on it. But um, it's pretty freaking awesome. And, I mean, he is a chaotic hot mess. I mean, it looks, like, it looks like sixth grade. I mean, something. Like, yeah. so I was like, they're going to put that teddy bear right there. Let's do this over here. Oh, put a rainbow up there. But it's called Current Mood, and it's just very ironic. The The first one that I listened to, I was a late bloomer to it, but the first one that I listened to that I watched, um, he sang about a CVS bag, and the song was pretty damn good. And if you look at my Instagram, I actually have a picture of a CVS bag, and it's just a random-ass picture, and you, you wouldn't know unless you knew. But, yeah, it's in there. There's a CVS bag picture on my Instagram timeline. So, anywho, 
Um, this isn't going to be the first time that he's dabbled in TV because he's done stuff before. There's even one called, I think it was John Mayer has a TV show <laughs> is the name of it. <laughs> but anywho, this show idea is going to be modeled off after the um, show called Later with Jules Holland, which is on the BBC. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be like a weekly show and it's going to have a set themed after a nightclub. It's going to be one of those like, you know, late night shows, like mm-hmm. talk shows. He's even filled in for, um, oh crap. Is it James? I don't know if he's filled in for James Corden or if it's Jimmy Kimmel or one of them guys, but he's filled in for one of those um, mm-hmm. late night TV talk show type dudes before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wouldn't be his first hand at it, but this one would actually be his. I don't really know what they're going to call it, but maybe it'd be later <laughs> with the sexy John Mayer. I'm all is, about it. We'll see that, what happens. Is that your submission for possible names? I have a few submissions, I'm saying, but uh, moving on. Well, wait a minute. Work. We don't need to do, like, Cinemax late night. <laughs> so back it up a little bit. <laughs> well, it depends on how frisky he feels. Yeah. So, Oh, Lord. Moving on. What you got? <laughs> moving on. So I have something that's going to be really interesting to see when it comes out. They're releasing uh, through Lifetime and A&E a Janet Jackson documentary. Um, to celebrate the 40th anniversary of her first album. 40 years? 40 years. <laughs> the Janet Jackson album was released. Now, this movie's going to come out early 2022. Okay. Um, her first album, Janet Jackson, was released in 1982 when she was 16. You are kidding me right now. No, I'm not. I wish I, I thought... was. Because, oh yeah. Um. So, and the, the documentary um, is part of um, like a three-year span from mm. when um, her kind of going through following her family around when her father, after her father, Joe, passed away in 2018. Um, so there's going to be a lot of um, current footage plus archival footage of, you know, the, the family never before seen home videos and stuff like that. And, you know, it's going to talk about her career um, and her family and, um, you know, like, and all the controversies that can, like with the Super Bowl and all that stuff. And, um, it'd be interesting. Yeah. So it's, and, and Janet Jack, I mean, I think I've said this before. I mean, her Rhythm Nation album was like groundbreaking and she had already broke a bunch of ground before then. But, that album alone, not to mention her other stuff, um, even the album If was a great one too. But um, mm-hmm. she's oh, just she's fan she's fantastic. Like she and and I I guess it's something with that family, but those Jackson jeans are are very very strong. But she's she is a force, and I can't wait yeah. to watch this documentary because I think it's going to be really really awesome to to watch how her career has come to be um, for sure and to see her side of it all too yep yep so that um no exact date yet just uh debut in um early 2022 and it's uh executive produced by janet and randy jackson so oh hey okay yep so keep an eye keep an eye open for that next year Nice. Yep. All right. Um, if it's my turn now, I got something to talk a lot about, probably because that's what I do. 
You ready? (laughs) Words are hard. Words are hard. You guys all know that Kelly loves her reality TV. I'm not talking about, like, Kardashian crap. And I I don't even watch Housewives. Nothing against anybody who does. Mm -hmm. But I love my fun type, like, put a bunch of strangers in a house and see what happens. Like, I love my big brother. I love those Love Island and just that kind of a thing. But there's a show on Netflix. Um, Apparently, it's not extremely new um, because it's been in different countries. It's called The Circle. So last year at the beginning of quarantine, we got our first Circle USA Mm -hmm. on Netflix. There's a Brazil, there's a France, and I wish that they had them. uh, where they do the, the, what's the word? Where they do it in English where you don't have to read the captions, but you can hear it. Somebody did the oh, voice over. They overdub, yeah. yeah. Yeah, dubs. That's they what dubs. I'm talking about. They dub. Like a D dub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they, um, they dub it in English. And I wish that they would do those ones because I would be watching them all too. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch on there. But anyway, so last year, the beginning of quarantine, we got season one of the circle of United States and I love me some Joey Sasso and he was on there mm-hmm. um, spoiler alert big spoiler alerts coming let me go ahead and just tell you about the show first because I don't even know if you've heard of it or seen it but it's basically a reality show where all the contestants are like isolated from each other no social media no TV nothing they're in this apartment building but they're in their own units and I have watched a behind the scenes YouTube video where um, a guy who was on the show explained what happens behind the scenes and you're actually not even next door to each other. You're staggered. staggered. You're not above or below another person so you can't hear noises or anything. It's legit seriousness. Um, so you're in the apartment building. You're all in your own units that you communicate via a message system on the TV, but it's all via chat. So you're not typing, but you're you're telling it. Like it's called circle and you're like circle message message group and then you tell it what you want to say and if you want to do an emoji you're like hard eyes emoji broken heart emoji rainbow <laughs> heart emoji and it's so funny and then to send your message you say send message um, but they have to create their own profiles and whatnot and they have pictures that they came into the show with that they're going to be able to use like they got pre-approved or whatever so there's twists there's catfishes <laughs> So you don't know who the catfish is. Um, You have to earn influencer status among the other contestants, and it's the people that you're competing against have to vote and rank you. So you can have private chats with other contestants, and you try to get everybody to trust you. So it's a game, but it's it's a mind mind screw for sure. (laughs) Um, But you have to rate the other contestants based on your interaction with them and who you feel most confident with, who you think might be a catfish, might not be a catfish. You're competing for, I believe it's $150,000, which is a nice chunk of change to some people. So anyway, that's kind of like the basic rundown of what the show is. It's super Mm -hmm. fun too. Um, So from here on is spoiler alerts. Spoiler (laughs) alerts. Spoiler alerts. Yeah. So if you don't want a spoiler, then then just turn your volume down and wait until you see a song come on. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> so one of the contestants okay so last season uh-huh. Joey Sasso won and I was so excited because he's yeah. my favorite uh-huh. so anyway he won last season that was exciting so this season um, it's not completed yet I have watched everything except for the season finale which comes out um, the first Thursday in May uh-huh. so it's not out yet so we're, we got like two more days for it at this yeah. point Okay, so one of the contestants who was a late entry, so you have people who come in at first, and then as you you block people, and that's how you're, like, evicting them or whatever, 
But if they're the lower end of the totem pole or whatever, and then the top two people are the influencers, and then they have to go back and forth and decide who they want to block, Mm -hmm. and then they have to announce it to the rest of everybody else, and then that person gets blocked, and they're basically gone. So that person who gets blocked gets to go and visit one of the other people who are in another apartment Mm -hmm. and just walk in their apartment. And you don't know if if they're coming to see you or not. And if you're a catfish, you're like, oh, my God, they're going to know I wasn't that sexy dude on the screen. I'm just... (laughs) chunky white girl you know what I mean <laughs> that's me um <laughs> so so you never know um if they're gonna walk into your room or not so anyway whenever somebody gets blocked that means they're kicked off the show they're done but they get to go and surprise somebody mm-hmm. but then after they meet that person they also get to pre-record a video that they're going to air in the group chat the next morning for all other people to see. So you can say usually what you want, but you don't always trip them up. Mm -hmm. Anywho. So as people get blocked and and get kicked out, sometimes there'll be late entries who come in and it kind of just throws the game off some. So after like the first few people were blocked and then you had two late entries. Um, Actually, I can't remember if it was two or one, but one of them was Lance Bass. Oh, he's my favorite in sinker. Is he? Yeah, oh, he's great. So it's Lance Bass. You see him on the screen, and then it's like all of a sudden you hear a woman's voice, and I'm like, "What? It's the catfish." <laughs> so it's really not Lance. Some of these other people don't know who it is. So um, turns out that while it's not Lance, it is legitimately in real life his personal assistant, and she's oh. been his assistant for like 20 years or so. Maybe I could be wrong, but it's over 10 if I'm if I'm remembering yeah. correct. It's been many years for sure. And she even said that she's like, I know more about Lance than he knows about himself. And she's not wrong. Yeah. So it was funny. She ended up um, some of them thought it was really him and some of them didn't even know who the hell Lance was. And I was like, are you kidding me Lasers. right now? <laughs> One of them goes, what's an NSYNC? Oh, I'm like, it's not an A. It's an NSYNC and um, Epic group. Hello. Anyway, so they didn't know who Lance was. Some of them didn't. But then they found out, and then they're like, oh, I don't know. And one person's like, maybe it is him, whatever. So anyway, Lance, a.k.a. Lisa, she got blocked, which, of course, meant eliminated. So this happened to be a night where there was a double blocking, and there was a girl named Emily who got blocked also. Emily is really being played by Jack. So Jack is like a 21-year-old dude who is just like this little nerdy guy he's funny (laughs) but he was playing this really beautiful girl who happened to be his friend um so they got blocked so they both got double blocked the whole other contestants i'm rambling sorry all the other contestants had no clue that there was a double blocking Mm -hmm. because the influencers didn't get to pick it was whoever was the bottom two were were blocked automatically plot twist So nobody got to pick who. It was just the bottom two eliminated. Immediately, they were blocked. But everybody else has no clue that it was the bottom two. Even Lisa, a.k.a. Lance, and Jack, a.k.a. Emily, they still thought they were the only one blocked. And they decided who they were going to go see. Well, then the circle, being sneaky, sent Jack to a room and there's nobody there. And he's like, what the hell? <laughs> so then all of a sudden somebody comes in the room and here comes Lisa, a.k.a. Lance. So Jack is thinking this is the person he went to go see. And Lisa's thinking this is the person I went to go see because they don't know what happens, you know, yeah. whenever you go to a room if somebody's even there yet. And they're like, oh, so you must be so-and-so. I can't remember who they had said. She's like, no, I'm Lisa. And he's like, who's Lisa? And she's like, I was Lance. And he's like, well, I'm Jack and I was Emily. So they're two catfishes. He's like, 
So I came here to meet so-and-so. She's like, well, I came here to meet a different person. So they didn't even get to meet who they didn't. All of a sudden their TV goes, rah, 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 and it says alert. And it says, you get to stay in the game. So now the two of them are pretending <laughs> oh. to be a different catfish. Oh, nice. So you ready for this? Uh-oh. This is the last thing that I saw on it. So Lance and uh, AKA Lisa and Jack, AKA Emily, they're both eliminated. They go to the room to meet the player they wanted to meet. Nobody's there. They meet each other and find out that they're really not blocked. They're going to be a secret double team on a new contestant who is none other than a 60 something year old gay psychic Santa. (laughs) And it's epic. Oh my God. So there's only one more episode, and we have multiple um, players still in the game. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That sounds sounds like fun. I wonder who came up with that idea. I don't know, but I'm like, hey, I could maybe do this because there's no physical activity. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but the circle's freaking awesome. It's it's hosted by Michelle Buteau, who is an amazing comedian. I freaking love her. She's so sarcastic. But she's awesome, and she has something snarky to say about everybody whenever they're saying something. But, oh, it's crazy. It's like Big Brother, but you're not in a group of people. You're literally in your own space, in your own room. But it's awesome. I highly recommend it. Um, Binge it really quick if you can. It's it's great. I'll have to find some time to check that out. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's funny. Um, But... Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm interested to see how well they do. They've already interacted some that I have I have watched them interact as the 60 year old guy. Um, he's gay. He's married. He's prime. He's got grandkids. He's got one grandkid on the way. He's a psychic, and they keep saying, "Oh, well, I'm gonna guess a number, and you tell me which one you pick." And he's like, they look at each other and they're like, "Um, they're like, just tell them that we're not really good with like that kind of game. We just are really good with getting people's like energy readings." And they're like, "Okay." Like, well, I'm not good with numbers, but I'll do an energy reading. Now, mind you, they already know a little bit about all these people, but they don't know that they know this. So they're able to say, it seems like maybe you were just getting out of a bad relationship. And they're like, he wouldn't know that unless he was psychic. Well, he already fucking pulled him. Oh, there, I dropped the F-bomb. But, so it's pretty awesome. And I really hope that this uh, 60-year-old uh, gay psychic Santa um, – I hope he wins because it's going to be awesome. Oh, one more thing. Sorry. And then I'll shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I saw um, a YouTube video of after Lisa. I don't know. I'm sure that the the ending is already done and whoever won won, but it's not released yet. But Lisa, AKA Lance, she, there's a YouTube video of, her and Lance together watching her parts of the show mm-hmm. and Lance critiquing her. And he says, you want to know what I would have done if I was you? Um, he's like, I think that you, you may have given yourself away a little bit and it didn't really seem like me. He's like, but I think you did a really good job. But what he said is if he went on there, like literally Lance Bass was on the circle that he would actually pretend to be Lisa Lance Bass's assistant. Right. Cause he feels like that would have been more believable. Right. And like somebody asked him, what would you do with the money? He's like, start an NSYNC reunion tour. And he's, and then he looked at her and he said, no to hell I wouldn't. He's like, Timberlake would be coming out of pocket for that. Yeah. (laughs) So I was dying on that. Anyway, um, I have the link and I'm going to save it. And hopefully like I'll remember to live tweet that out when this comes on. Cause that was funny. Yeah. Anyway, I'll shut up now. (laughs) I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I, 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 I think, think it's really always my fault when these segments. Well, happen. you know, and I think everyone knows that, um, you know, you're you're much more elaborate in your descriptions on this show than I am. You know, I'm very quick and to the point. <laughs> my mom gets so annoyed with my dad because his stories are so many details, mm-hmm. and then I'm just like him. Ugh. Oh, it's okay. We love you anyway. Yeah. Well, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm stuck with you. You're yeah, stuck with you me. Are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or else I'll go find you a sixty-something-year-old gay psychic Santa to take my place. <laughs> Oh God! You'd probably see it coming. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh my God! It'll be ho ho hoing. Ho ho hoing. So Beth. Yes, Kelly. Guess what? What? I want to tell you about a new song. Okay. It's- by my favorite BSB guy. Do you know who that is? That's AJ. It sure the hell is. Yes. All right. So I'm all for equality in every aspect, in any aspect. And so is AJ. And this man just won me over even more. Joey better watch out. <laughs> Actually, competition now. I don't know if it's really competition, but he's got like, well, Jordan better watch out because he's got really, really strong second second place uh competition Mm. that's better to say then yeah you can feel me on that one oh yeah okay so aj just released this new song it's called love song love sounds kind of confusing but whenever you think about it he's just saying how he thinks everybody should feel that love song kind of love but in this song well in the video um i i I cried (laughs) It's so sweet. But in the video, you have these two beautiful women that are in there with him, and they're kind of doing a makeover and, like, paint nails and stuff like that, whatever. But it happens to be these two models who are out trans women, and one of them is a trans woman of color. And I was like, holy crap, today, in this day and age, that is huge and ginormous, and it makes me want to cry right now. But A.J. McLean. I love you, and I hope I can meet you one day. I think you're amazing, and I want to meet you, and I have tears in my eyes right now. That song, if you haven't heard it, you need to hear it. Go listen to it. Watch the video. Cry with me. Watch it a million times. <laughs> Buy it on Whatever you got to do, just do it. That song is amazing, and I love it. And I literally had a tear just rolled on my face. Yeah, she did. <sighs> Emotions. It's a great song. Did you like it? I know you've yes, heard I it. Yes, I did. I did. I, I, you know, I, I'm beginning to kind of come to the AJ side because I don't really have a favorite Backstreet Boy, um, mm-hmm. but um, AJ can yeah. play you in. Yeah, oh, that man. Yeah. He's had such a history and such a past, and it's just beautiful to see where he's come with it all. And he's open and transparent with all of his struggles, and I just, I love him. AJ well, McLean, if you're listening, I love you. And he's using his platform for good, so that's like yes, like that's Donnie. Huge. You know, he's out there spreading love like like the captain does. You know, yes, he is. He's All inclusive that love. love. Kind of love. Mm-hmm. All inclusive. Hashtag yes, ma'am. Yep. Awesome. Anyway, so guess who who else has some new music out? <gasps> I think you should tell me. Um, the Dropkick Murphys. They have an album coming out. Yeah. Our our favorite um, Celtic rock band. Um, they have an album coming out on the 30th of April called 
turn up that dial. And I actually played one of their songs way back on St. Patrick's Day, which was like, it was like two years ago. ago. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And it's called Middle Finger and it's, it's quite the ditty. I really like it. It's, it's a, it's a funny song. And of course the title is what pulled me in and made me curious of what it sounded like. Um, But um, this album was, um, the the band said this was was kind of with covid this was just their way of wanting to put something out that meant something because of all that downtime and everybody you know um they said they didn't want to to write an album that that focused on the bad of uh of the pandemic in the year 2020 so they um they put this album together it does get a little they they have some some releases on there that are a little kind of go a little political so you know um might not be your cup of tea but they've never been afraid to speak their piece so that's something you know going in with them anyway um yeah you kind of have to respect that though yeah and it's a risk and they're not afraid to take it exactly and i you know i'm all about people living their truth anyway so um i can appreciate that in anybody but again that's um turn up that dial and it's uh it'll be released on the 30th of april and i'm sure that uh if if all the songs are like uh, are like you know middle finger then um yeah it's just gonna be a great album so check it out and i'm sure technically i'm sure it will will be what we call a shit kicker a shit kicker well technically today uh it has already been released since it is uh you know already may (laughs) Uh it's gonna be may it's gonna be may Yep. Somebody get the ramen noodles for the head. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to slide on in here now. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about Bon Jovi. Ooh, Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. So he did this thing. Uh, well, we kind of all know what cameos. And if you mm-hmm. cameo is, I, two words, put them together, made them one, it works. Um, we pretty much all know what cameo is. Um, but if you don't know what cameo is, is that it's something that's been around for quite some time, but it did get a little bit more popular in the COVID, uh, beginning of the COVID era. Should we call it an era? The COVID time. Uh-huh. The times of the, the COVID. Time, the times of the COVID. <clears throat> yes. So anywho, uh, cameo did definitely get did definitely get more you know words are hard and that's okay <laughs> if you struggle too www.wordsarehardwithkelly.com come visit me <laughs> we have support meetings Anywho. every every thursday and we have cookies yeah but it's spelt wrong but it's spelled it's wrong. there's no h it's yeah it's spelled wrong because words are hard yeah. all right so bon jovi he's on cameo it's this thing where you can go in there and see it's like a whole menu like if you're going to a restaurant you got a menu of who to choose from everything costs a little bit different some things might cost the same but you're going to get different bangs for your buck so um you could get a video and say hey i want you to tell my grandma that you think she's hot and they'll do what you tell them to do for the money. And if they want to deny it, they can deny it. They have so long to want to, uh, to agree to it and send you the video back. And uh, then they get so there's even things on there as low as like five dollars up to uh, apparently ten thousand dollars for a cameo. Whoa. Anywho, Bon Jovi <clears throat> did a special on the 
Yeah. So he wasn't on there already. And he did one that he did. He's doing for charity for the Roots Fund. So for this cameo, um, usually the cameos are anywhere from like 30 seconds to they could go up to like a minute or two. But I feel like the artist of whoever's the whoever the creator is can do however long they really want to. So I think for five hundred dollars, which is what Bon Jovi was doing it for, I would really hope I'm at least getting a few minutes worth of time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we do pay more for personal time with a new kid mm-hmm. for less time yeah. but I mean it might be like three minutes <laughs> if we're lucky anywho <laughs> so John Bon Jovi cameo he's doing it for charity it's $500 per cameo it was only for a certain amount of can- a certain amount of um people like I don't even know let's say it was like 10 there might have been more than that or less than that but he was only doing it for a certain amount like first come first serve that's it mm-hmm. um He's doing it for the charity called The Roots Fund. So I'm going to read what their uh, description is. Mm-hmm. It's a nonprofit organization committed to investing in the Black, Indigenous, and Latinx wine community to provide opportunities to those seeking a career and education in all aspects of wine. So it feels like to me that it is of the uh, the Black, Indigenous, and the, the Latin community, those people who maybe come from immigrant families, possibly, and that they work in the wine community. Because I feel like there's an area... Uh, there's probably one out here out west, like California area, where mm-hmm. a lot of the immigrant population may be working in that uh, the wine community. Right. Um, I do have a friend in Australia, and I know that they have a, a wine community there, too. And a lot of the indigenous people in Australia work in those fields as well, mm-hmm. um, like doing the grapes and everything. So I don't know. I'm not a professional in this. That's just my little non-expertise expertise. And um, <laughs> I feel like maybe that's something like what it does. But it, it really is awesome that he's doing this again for POC, people of color, being recognized. And mm-hmm. and um, I think that's awesome for John Bon Jovi to do that. Yep. Right now, I just looked at his cameo. And I know I told you I wasn't going to talk too much, Beth. I'm, I am. Um, <laughs> I just looked at his cameo today and it is now set at $10,000 for the one cameo. And I'm thinking that there's a good chance that he quite possibly reached what his max was and thinks nobody's going to pay 10,000 for it. I don't, I don't have a clue. I know nothing mm-hmm. and I'm not digging, but I do want to tell you that Bon Jovi actually, they made a comment, um, that he announced a tour, but, um, I did look into this, <sighs> did my little research and it's not really a tour, but he's um, announced a show. Now, the show's going to be towards the end of May, on May 22nd. What it is, I don't know if it's live and filmed and broadcast to these other areas, or if it's just pre-recorded and then being played all at the same time. Um, but May 22nd, it is going to play at select drive-ins and pop-up movie theaters across the U.S., Canada, and then there's like three in Ireland. No. Random. Nice. I'll take it. Yeah, so all across the United States and Canada, there are um, these pop-ups, or if you have a drive-in movie theater near you, they may be doing this, Mm -hmm. but it's not exactly cheap, but if you're filling your vehicle and splitting the cost, it could be. So Mm -hmm. for me, I'm in Florida, and I looked at the closest venue to me is in St. Augustine, and it's probably about 45 minutes away. For me to go to that venue to do this, um, for one vehicle, the max amount of people per vehicle is six. And the people can't be piled on top of each other. So mm-hmm. everybody has to have a seatbelt that would work for them. So my car fits five people. I would only be allowed. I can't throw somebody in the trunk. <laughs> so for the one vehicle, 
with six people max per car. This is so interesting to me. And I looked this up because I'm like, this could be what we might be turning into. So I need yeah. to know the details. Mm -hmm. One vehicle, six people max per car with everybody having a seatbelt that they could use is $89 for that ticket for that car for general admission type deal. Mm -hmm. And I'm like 89 divided by six minus the person in the trunk. So five, <laughs> you can decide, you know, if that's worth it for you. I mean, Bon Jovi, it's yeah. Bon Jovi. I mean, it yeah. could be unless you like hate him. Um, there was an early bird special, but that show is now sold or that ticket is now sold out for the show. I'm not sure how much it was probably like 75 bucks. Hey, if it was 50 right on, you know, don't charge a person in the trunk. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> there is also a VIP fast pass per car. Same rules, six people max per car, seatbelt, blah, 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 189. So what this gets you is a early entrance through the VIP area. So like you have a special entrance to get in. You have to, they say that you can get in an hour early, but they also said in fine print that you had to be there an hour early mm -hmm. because I'm assuming that's to get your spot. So mm -hmm. if you have a really big truck, they, they're not going to give you front row. They're going to put you like back some. So you're going to get the best possible parking spot for viewing based on your vehicle size. So mm -hmm. if you're a small compact car, you're probably going to be front row. Um, and then with that VIP, you get the priority parking, which duh, uh, a special laminate and lanyard, and then a limited edition decal, I'm assuming you'd put on your car. Mm -hmm. Here's the kicker. You ready for this? Yeah. So you, you know how like drive-in movie theaters will have like a concession stand? Mm -hmm. If you want to bring in your own food and your own drinks, your, they said beverage, your own food and beverage, you have to buy a permit pass in order to do that. So I'm feeling like they're going to be checking that trunk for that person and the food. Um, and that <laughs> permit pass is $20, $20 to bring in your own food and drinks. So not only did you spend the money on the hot dogs and the burgers mm -hmm. and the chips and the, the popcorns and your treats, cause you didn't want to spend $5 at the concession stand, right? but now you have to pay $20 just to bring it in. But you are feeding the five people in your car and the person in your trunk. So it could be worth it. Um, there's also a merchandise uh, that you would have to buy, like a merchandise ticket, I guess you'd buy it in advance. $29.99. It's literally a t-shirt size is small to extra large, and it's mailed to you. So you don't even pick it up there. Anywho, that's all that I have on that. But it's a very interesting concept. I'm interested to see how it goes. Um, I will not be in attendance. But I think it's neat. And if you're listening to this tonight, you have time to look it up and see if you want to go. Just go to John Bon Jovi's website and um, you'll see it there. It's like says tour and there's one date, <laughs> May 22nd. Well, I, be, I, I am someone who has actually been to a drive-in concert since COVID started. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. um, I think if, <clears throat> if this continues, that could be something we could go with because it was put together pretty well. Was it? Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I still miss the. It just kind of takes a lot of the character out of being a live show, you know. Oh, for sure. Because you know, being a part of that crowd is part of that's that's part of the magic of. And it's mm -hmm. it's not the same if you're you know sitting in your air conditioned car. <laughs> right. You know, because you not... those cars that you can't yeah. turn the headlights off of if the car is on. Yep. But if you turn the car off, you can't. So you can turn the yep. headlights off, then it's hot. Yep. I ain't so, about that life, I'm just saying. But I think they do, um, they'll do a lot to make it worth your while if you're paying that much money, so. Well, I mean, $89, $89 for five people plus yeah. a person in your trunk, it's not that yeah. bad. It's not that bad, no. Um, 
Just don't get caught with the person in your trunk. Yeah. Or the food. Don't get caught smuggling food or people. That's <laughs> that's a big no-no. We can move on now if you want. Okay. <laughs> so I want to talk about Weezer because you know that I love Weezer. Um, she look like Bonnie Holiday. Yep. Um, they have been a staple of mine since they came out in like the mid mid to late 80s. Um, mm-hmm. Or when they, they got big. But um, they have a new song. Um, well, actually, a new album coming out. Um, it's called Ooh. Van Weezer, which. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's pretty awesome. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's kind of cute. Um, and I listened to um, the single that they had that came out this month on April 21st. It's called I Need Some of That. And it's kind of a 90s throwback to like, um, it starts out, it sounds a little bit like, a little, well, it sounds a little bit too much like Winger for my liking because I don't like Winger. My husband loves mm-hmm. Winger, but um, that's kind of what the intro sounded like before the song started. And then it's just another quirky Weezer song. You know, you listen to the lyrics and you're just like, <laughs> they're very clever. Um, but I, I'm, I, I'm probably, I'm, I need to check out the rest of the songs on this album because, you know, they're, they're just, Weezer's an awesome band. Um, they really are. They're timeless. Yeah. And they're, uh, the entire album is going to be released on May 7th. So. Okay. Um, that's something that everybody needs to check out. But they're, like I said, their first single that they've released is called "I Need Some of That," and the the video with lyrics on YouTube is pretty cool. Um, you know, it's got all the purple lightning behind it, and it's uh, got a guitar pick with their Van Weezer emblem on it, and spinning around. <laughs> so it's 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 pretty neat. But yeah, check that out. That's Weezer. Cool. Yep. Okay. Van Weezer. So, Van Weezer. <laughs> so, I have some bad news for you. Ugh. What? I know that you love the Beatles. I do. I absolutely love the Beatles. But you also know how I've mentioned before that Taylor Swift is re-recording her um, older albums, and mm. they're named yeah, the same, and she's but just it's... calling them Taylor's version. Right, right. So I'm going to read you this little snippet of what I found online. I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to read it. I'm going to read it word for word. It's not plagiarism. I'm reading from online. The big interwebs. Yep. I said it on there. Abraham Lincoln said anything on the internet is true. Mm. He did. Ask him. Yep. All right. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so quote, Taylor has topped the Fab Four. Beatles by making chart history with the re-release of Fearless. Here's the chart history part. The album hit number one on Friday in the UK, and with that, Taylor has ranked up three number one albums in 259 days. The albums Fearless, Folklore, and Evermore with those albums, sorry. Uh, The Beatles hit number one with three albums in a row, but it took them 364 days. So she beat them by just a few days and has now knocked them down a notch. I'm sorry. Ew. (laughs) But can I tell you how much that I like Taylor's old, old stuff when she was like very country. Yeah, me too. These new ones, Folklore and Evermore. I'm a fan. It's not early country anymore. It's actually listed as alternative. I've talked about this before on our show, but you guys, there's a lot of little E's next to those songs for explicit. 
just saying those are new but her re-release of fearless is it's just she she re-recorded them and it's still called fearless it's still the same songs as the older album fearless this one's just called taylor's version so it's just a little bit different but it's still the same songs Mm -hmm. uh yeah so that's i just had to tell you that taylor swift busted the beatles history well you know i i give her her props man i mean it's it's a lot harder to do it um well i don't want to say it's harder but i don't know maybe it was harder back then but i mean it's with the with the age of social media it's so easy for you to uh publicize your stuff you know and put it out there for people to see and and people have instant access and um, it could so. it could really go either way because I could be with you on saying it was harder back in the day because there wasn't so much social media for mm-hmm. them to get their music out. But also, the Beatles, how many albums did they release in that time frame? Because in the last 259 days, I'm pretty sure in the last 259 days, Taylor has released two of those albums in the last year. Folklore and Evermore. I could be wrong. Maybe it's not 259 days. Folklore might have came out before 259 days ago but it might have within this time frame she that would mean she had two albums plus a re-release in that time frame mm-hmm. and if the beatles literally only had one album out at that time mm-hmm. and they did it in 365 days then who's i mean they could really be a tie depending on how you look at it yeah and well i mean you know i think that that their first album was released in 61 62 and then they broke up in this in 1970 so yeah you know it's it's a a much shorter career span commercial success career span than than taylor swift but you know because she's she's been at it for a while but you know i give her props i mean people are very epic on their own yeah for different reasons yeah one's kelly and one's beth so there's that I like the Beatles. I don't hate them. I'm not super excited about Taylor all the time either, but mm-hmm. I am I am a more recent fan of hers. She's also somebody, and I know I'm not shutting up, um, but <laughs> Kelly, words are hard, but she also uses them a lot. So you had said something about Dropkick Murphy's not being afraid to to uh, take a risk, but yeah. Taylor's not afraid either, and you had mentioned political issues before with them, not issues, but, you know, mentions uh-huh. and she also has a special she has a couple documentaries on netflix but is it netflix i think it is abraham didn't tell me that part so i don't know the, <laughs> the facts on that but um there was one of her documentaries i can't remember which one it was but watch them both they're both really good and um she took the risk and got political one time and stood up for women's rights and uh i thought it was very huge of her especially how big her career is and like you could literally flush that down the toilet you don't know what's going to happen once you do what you're going to do and she did it anyway and i'm like okay props to her Mm -hmm. she's a cool kid you know what she has balls well i mean she also had harry styles for a while so i'm kind of jealous but you know (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness Oh, all right on. so um a blast from the past someone coming out with a new song is tiffany she is um she is releasing a new single called hey baby and it's going to be on a limited edition 12 inch vinyl picture disc which i think is awesome because you know how i am about vinyl yeah um and it was released on April 23rd, and it also has um, the re-recorded 
version of I Think We're Alone Now that she came out with in 2019. So you get both songs. So um, Tiffany's keeping extremely busy lately. Yes. Um, good for her, man. Yep. Good for her. And you can pre-order it on MerchBucket.com. Um, and then she has special bundles that have like a t-shirt and a poster. Um, the picture disc is, uh, has her, her signature on it and like white script on one side and, you know, it's, it's, it's blue vinyl. So it's going to be, and I love, I love it when they release albums like that. They're like different colors. That's really cool. You know, you were talking about like the picture disc and immediately in my head, I'm thinking laser disc. No, no. Holy 80s. (laughs) That would be, that would be neat though. But no, oh, it is, it is a vinyl. vinyl. Oh God, yeah, oh, man. Girl, I had the Goonies mm-hmm. on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, snorted. Keep that in. Sorry. Quite all right. It happens. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about our interwebs now. Mm-hmm. So I'll start. Um, I want to talk about the Remember Betty Slumber Party event. It was quite fun. Hey, you the, went to that, didn't you? Uh, Remember, I sure did. A few, a few people from the station did. Um, saw lots of people in there that I knew. There was close to 200 people at one point, I believe, that were in there actively. Um, nice. It changed a little bit. I didn't definitely stay, didn't stay paying attention to it, but um, there was quite a few people in there. Uh, it was hosted by the Remember Betty United team, um, which the only person that I know for sure that does that team is Zoe. Um, there's a few other people, too, so forgive me if you're listening. I'm sorry, but I recognize you as well. Um, but they did an awesome job and raised quite a bit of money. I do believe that it was like right around $12,000, but that wasn't even the finished count. Um, Danny, Bethany, Brett, his brother and sister... Um, and Big Dan were there and they played these games where it was like who took the longest to get ready when you were a kid and tell us about your childhood and it was <laughs> it was informative for sure it was fun well did they tell any embarrassing um, stories though because you know that's what family's supposed to do well not that I can really well the I think the most embarrassing things that they could have brought up had to do with the sister who wasn't there. So they didn't go into detail because she wasn't there to defend herself. Right. Which was which was kind of them. Right. Yeah. Um I did learn that apparently the house would get very cold. The one on Adam Street that we've all seen the pictures of the big brown house. Mm-hmm. Um uh apparently it would get quite cold and the heating wasn't very great in there and um bethany and one of the other girls their room was like right above where the wood stove was where Mm -hmm. the wood furnace was but uh brett and danny's room was on the other side of the house so it stayed cold and apparently whenever donnie would come over and spend the night he was like you guys we gotta cuddle because it's too cold (laughs) so i know this whenever donnie would spend the night he didn't get to go stay in the girls room where it was warm he had to sit there and freeze out with brett and danny um yeah but Brett's hilarious. He could say anything and make a crowd laugh. He's he's definitely uh like the class clown. He's a family clown. Right. Um they they there was jokes because there's this raffle that they're doing. It has like the pot holder. Mm-hmm. 
and like the different um kitchen utensils that danny has right like, like i saw that work. i saw that potato masher on there and the the, the, the zombie potato stick masher, yes. yep mm-hmm. and <laughs> zombie the zombie killer. stick yes <laughs> yes um so they joked about danny has all that stuff with him which if you watch the woodworks you'd know that he's showed it before but um there's a joke that the next time they do a raffle like this danny's gonna hand deliver it to you and he's gonna use the stuff and make you a meal in your own house so i'm like i definitely would like to win that one and i'm not very i'm a drive for him i mean it's it's only five hours that's not bad it could be worse wow um uh (laughs) one other thing that did get mentioned is i know i'm kind of babbling here but one other thing that did get mentioned was that danny's like listen i see your dms and he's like i'm just gonna tell you now about Fenway and I'm like uh oh is he gonna give us some inside scoop but no he didn't he just said nobody knows stop messaging me I wouldn't tell you anything anyway it's gonna get announced but hopefully we'll know something in two weeks so that means to me like you know early to mid midish May mm-hmm. maybe that second week in May I don't know but still I'm gonna take that with a grain of salt I haven't been messaging him but Beth I know you've sent him like five million messages don't <laughs> deny it <laughs> oh yeah I'm, I'm sliding into danny's dms regularly asking him all sorts of sorry questions <laughs> you know that's how well, I'm Danny, danny's actually very responsive in his in his uh um twitter dms and maybe his instagram dms he is on instagram but he's actually too. very yeah, <clears throat> yeah but, he's he's pretty responsive so i definitely give him props like, on that. like one syllable like ha or <laughs> or oh or, okay well that's actually two syllables but you know yeah (laughs) but he tries he does he does i give him him an a for effort i really i'm glad that he that he gets on there and does his own messaging to people that's yeah that's cool yeah so anyway i appreciate him saying stop messaging me (laughs) you'll know something when i know something and i truly believe it that uh-huh exactly i truly believe that they don't even know yet but we'll probably see. don't yeah we will see yeah all right i'm gonna hand this over to you what you got all right so nick carter and his wife lauren finally had their third baby um on april 21st uh they do not have a name yet not at, at the time um that this has been released they have not released a name yet um there were complications with the birth, but um, they were able to go home after a few days in the hospital. Um, and Nick uh, did get on social media and thanked everyone at the hospital and then the NICU for taking such good care of his wife and baby. Um, and they, he posted a picture of, of them leaving the hospital, well, coming home from the hospital. And she's in a, um, a wheelchair holding the baby. And they've got this, this um, Hello Baby balloon behind uh, behind them and it's mm-hmm. really cute um and they also um because they already have two kids they have odin and they have cersei so this uh makes them a family of five now so i'm curious to see um some more pictures once they decide to release them and because they make pretty babies so I'm, i have no doubt that this one's going to be a beautiful little girl um but Gorgeous. Yeah, we'll we'll keep our keep our eyes open for that and see uh what goes on as she grows but congratulations to the carters 
on their new arrival. Yay! Yay. He was definitely made to be a girl dad, for sure. Yeah. He, He's great he, with Odin. Yeah. But he, he posts some really cool, like, some really sweet pictures. Like, here's me with my girl, you know, and it's... it's yeah. yeah, he's he likes being a girl dad. So yes, he does. That'll be good. Yeah, now I'll have to. <laughs> yeah, so now he has to share the love. That's right. <laughs> well, um, I want to talk about another girl dad who's got more boys than girls. <laughs> One, Mr. Joey McIntyre. Joe Mac. He's Joey Mac. Ooh. Anywho, this man, <laughs> this man. Let me tell you about him. Uh-huh, he makes me, me so so nervous mm-hmm. i love it when he would go live all the time on instagram when he was on tour and he's riding the bike yep. because i'm like oh, let's see if we know where he is let's see what he's doing but he makes me so nervous he's riding around new york and he's on that bike and you hear all the vehicles all the different types of new york sounds and i'm like stop looking at your phone joseph and then you hear the horns and it's like oh my gosh you're like looking at him is somebody gonna hit him oh my gosh is he gonna be okay Anyway, he makes me extremely nervous, mm-hmm. but so he posted a, a bike ride video. I want to say it was like, um, well, no, the one that I'm thinking of, he posted on the 28th. No, had to have been on that Tuesday. So it would have been like, I think the 27th. I'm not going to be perfect on the dates, but anyway, um, earlier, not too long ago, within a week's or so time. Of when this is getting released maybe a week and a half mm-hmm. joey was on a bike ride in new york city and he did say the freaking road he was on and i'm like are you crazy anyway <laughs> um yes so he, he is crazy because i i know every time I, i'm like you when i see him come on a live where he's on a bike and all i hear are blaring horns and i'm like he's gonna end up being roadkill when he stop says, it Somebody, i well, I'm not that. trying to speak it out in the universe i'm just saying the but the man needs to like pay attention I, I get that, you know, he loves to go live for his fans, and I love that, but, um, you know, have your feet on the ground when you're doing it. Don't be yes. cycling. Or namaste. Yeah. I mean, oh, he just, it gives me anxiety. He and Danny give me anxiety. <laughs> and let's not talk about what Jordan gives me, because that's, well, yeah. Speaking of other new kids, I want to say that Joey made a comment in uh, in this specific bike ride video live that he did, and he said that um, he's starting to finally feel like a person again, and he went and got his hair done, he went for a run the other day, now he's out riding his bike, and he's, then he says, and I'm going to go out to dinner tomorrow with a good friend at an actual restaurant, he goes, and I got an interview tomorrow, and I'm like, what? And he goes, and it's new kid related, and <gasps> I was like, oh? And dun, he goes, dun, dun. but I'm not going to tell you anything else. Nah. I was like, son of a gun. So anyway, that means that whenever he said tomorrow, so yeah, it would have to have been on the 27th because tomorrow, and I'm doing quotations for those mm-hmm. listening, would have been Wednesday, April 28th. So by the time that this airs, I don't know if we'll know anything, but clearly today is after the 28th of april mm-hmm. and we have not seen it or heard of the interview so i have a feeling it was a pre-recorded interview mm-hmm. and i'm very curious what's going to happen so i could gladly mm-hmm. speculate on this mm-hmm. if you have a moment inquiring minds want to know so i'm like are they going to announce that they're going to reschedule 
Fenway because I'm not putting it into the universe that it's getting canceled. I'm okay with a reschedule. So I'm like, are they going to reschedule Fenway? John has made a slip before about, uh, and I don't know if it was a slip. It was probably a very calculated slip. But when he was doing an interview for People Magazine, I could be completely off on that. But he was doing an interview about Farmhouse Fixer, made a comment about a 2022 tour. And then we all know Jordan disappearing act. Mm -hmm. My personal thoughts on that are, Maybe they told him he had to get off social media because he always tells people stuff or posts too early and they don't want him to post it too early. So this is my funny way of thinking that they made him get off of it. Uh -huh. And we all know that Donnie's been too busy and yeah. Danny is busy doing the woodwork stuff. So I'm like, hmm, either there's going to be a tour announcement of 2022 or they're going to announce the, but I don't think they would do an interview to announce rescheduling Fenway. I literally think it would just be like a, hey, we're really sorry to announce this type of mm -hmm social media message right. but to do an interview um you could give us new music how about you give us like a documentary movie because i'm all yeah. about that yeah absolutely. um get, just new music um a tour next year hey you want to tell us about a cruise that's going to happen next year yeah. give me something but if no, there's give, an us a, give us another greatest hits album i'll even take that yeah, yeah. i mean <sighs> that way that jordan talks at the beginning of um is i'll be loving you forever in the in the hanging tough 31 mm -hmm. where he was like hey again I'm like oh hey jordan <laughs> you know talk. anyway i'm gonna digress and let you talk about the man's sister yep so um Let's we're not on. sure if this is this... a is if this is an actual jordan sighting because you know that's how we jordan girls keep up with if the fact if he's still alive or not is that he you know is seen with someone <laughs> somewhere and we're like oh my god jordan sighting and everyone goes crazy so um his sister sharon posted <laughs> on her instagram page a picture of her with all of her siblings for sibling day and um they all look fabulous yeah. and i i'm not sure if it's the only thing that leads me to believe this is a current picture is because john still looked like he was in farmhouse fixer mode like he had that you know shaggy hair and kind of unkempt appearance like he was doing something so i i think that yeah if it wasn't that actual week or that day that it was sometime recently so i hope so because jordan looked good he looked healthy and you know everybody looked great so i'm i mean all we can do now is just hope that he's you know okay so either way whether it's definitely a current picture or not it's definitely a new picture that you've not seen before right correct gotcha so those um, are always fun to have yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'll take any and yeah i'll take any picture that has jordan in it i i don't care if, I, I would prefer one that's current so that we know that he's you know with still with us but <clears throat> um you're such a dork <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. if he wasn't we would know well i hate that the man likes to be so private <laughs> Yes. <laughs> no, and I get it. I mean, you know, it's we've said it before on here. They don't owe us anything, and it's just me being silly because I miss him, you know. And I get it. So, but womp womp womp. You want you want to know what people do when they miss somebody? Hmm. Well, maybe you don't have to just miss them, but you could just be a fan of them. Yeah. They slide into their DMs, and we all know that there's some crazy people who slide into people's DMs. Oh yeah. But girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay we also know that people can be crazy and post weird shit by accident oh yeah on social media uh -huh. just like 
Chris Evans. So yeah. Can you say Coke can? Uh-huh. All right. Anyways, uh-huh. moving along. Yep. Brown chicken, um, brown, brown. Yep. Brown chicken, brown cow. Anyway, little Miss, well, Miss Lizzo. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna call her little. She might get offended. Mm-hmm. But Lizzo be eating. She slid into Chris Evans' DMs when she was drunk one night. <laughs> and she's all telling him about. Oh. <laughs> she's so funny. So she she slid into Chris Evans' DMs and was telling him whatever. And um, when he responded, she totally fangirled and lost it. Oh, and <laughs> turns out he's a big fan of hers. Yeah. He's nice. a big fan of hers and she's a big fan of him. So they had a great conversation and she's like, oh my gosh, he's a fan of mine, but uh, you're freaking Lizzo. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he's on. a fan of yours. She's, like, she's phenomenal. Uh, I love her. But also, even if we weren't fans of Chris Evans and we happened to see the Instagram before it came down, we're all fans of Chris Evans now. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He has no shame in that either. No. Um, did you no. see what... After he after he slipped that picture out there, did you see what he had posted after it got deleted? He is so fun. Yeah, this is. was around election time, <laughs> but he goes, "Now that I have your attention, <laughs> like yes, go you vote. do." <laughs> He's like, "Go vote," and I'm yeah. like, "Well played, good sir. That's right. Well played. Well played. Yeah, and, and I appreciate that's, it. That's taking taking advantage of an opportunity right there. One hundred percent. And you know yeah. what? I, I'm sure he was embarrassed because who wouldn't be? for that mistake but at the same time at least he's like i'm only human mm-hmm. it's whatever it I'm, yeah. I'm moving along mm-hmm. so i definitely commend him on that round yeah. applause chris evans lizzo shoot your shot girl you Get did it. and now you got a friend That's somebody right. who's a fan of you is now your friend you mm-hmm. guys rock so she she's on tiktok and she posted on tiktok because somebody had commented and said "Ooh, tell me about your um your dms what how's it going and she goes let me see how your pause game is girl my pause game sucked but I screen recorded it so I could scrub it and see it. Mm-hmm. And it was just him talking about, shoot your shot, girl, you're good. And she's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed I was drunk. He's like, I've done worse. And, or he, mm-hmm. says, he says, I've done worse when I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe yes, even sober. Who knows? Maybe even sober. Anywho, they're big yeah. fans of each other. And that was a really fun that's awesome. thing. That's awesome. Yes. So let's talk about um, NKOTB block action. So we talked about it in our last episode. The event was getting yep. ready to happen. Um, it was on yep. April 10th. Yep. And it was a rousing success. Everyone had yes. uh, seemed to have a really good time. I was not able to attend, but you you were, were there yes. taking part in the festivities. So give us yes. the highlights. Well, there's, uh, there's so many highlights for sure. But it was fun. There was a trivia contest. There was music. There was... Um, Every now and then, Rat Tail came in and they would do reactions to little video clips. It wouldn't be like a whole video, mm-hmm. but it would just be reactions to them. Um, Naomi hosted this one from She's from Dope Nostalgia, mm-hmm. and um, she made sure to go through and introduce all the different participants, like um, who are the collaborators who are behind NKOTB Block Action, right? Um, including No More Games Radio, right? and um it was just really fun and it seemed to be a really great success uh we held pretty steady with over 100 people at all times nice uh, from beginning to end it ended up going longer than it was anticipated to go um 
it was it was really a lot of fun. There was the games. There was prizes awarded um, on the trivia uh, questions.